Good afternoon, everybody. It is Angie Atkinson, and I am here with the lovely and talented Lisa Gallucci. Lisa, welcome back. Thank you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so, and I'm happy to have you as always. Um, so, as we get started today, we will let everybody know. Um, yeah, she, everybody. I'm talking to myself. That. Sorry about that. All right. Okay. <laughs> we will let everybody know that we are um, talking about narcissistic mothers and how did you all fare on Mother's Day, et cetera, et cetera as well as keep your eye on the stream to learn how to stay connected with us, how to make sure you get invited to each one of our live streams and so on and so forth. You will see notes from Simmering, one of our mod squatters when she gets here and gets set up. So let's just jump right in. Lise. Yes. What are your thoughts about Mother's, Mother's Day or not, you know, holidays, let's say, even, and toxic mothers? Mm. But specifically, I guess here's a good question. Sorry, I'm just going off the rails. Let's okay. define narcissistic mothers first. <laughs> What, what do you, what, how would you define a, a, a narcissistic or toxic mother? Well, I mean, define them. You mean characteristics like yeah. Yeah. making everything about themselves, derailing everything so that they stay in control. Mm -hmm. um, oh my gosh, so many things. Um, using their children as pawns, triangulating children, having children in roles, either adult children or young children where they're either a scapegoat, a golden child, so on. Um, what else? They love you one minute, hate you the next, never actually really give you any of the unconditional love a mother gives. Yes. Every, everything's about them. Always. Always. Yep. Um, they get vindictive when they don't get their way. They will cut you off. They will tear you down. Yeah. You may have never felt comfortable with them once in your whole life. Mm-mm. I mean, they, they make you, you are, when you are the child of a narcissistic mother, you feel like you're not good enough. You feel like your, your mother's opinion is more important than anyone else in your life, even right. if you're married <laughs> and so on and so forth. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a miserable place to be. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah. For those of you who are here, um, go ahead and take a look in the chat now and you'll see some reminders. I see Jack here as well. Thank you guys for being here from the mod squad. Um, yeah. So I know for me, Mother's Day used to be really hard because I went no contact, I think about 12 years ago. I have to figure out the time because it's a long story, but it was the same year that my first ever book came out and it was called The Practical Freelance Writer's Guide to, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, so it, I think it was around 2013, I think. Okay, regardless, what it comes down to is that something happened, I went no contact. And when I went no contact, I immediately felt lighter, of course. But then when things like Mother's Day would happen or holidays would happen, but especially Mother's Day, and the first year or two, I think I was a little sad, but then my own family was around me, my children, and I was the mother and I am the mother. So the way it goes now is I don't think about her on Mother's Day. I think about my kids and my family, you know, mm -hmm. that are still with me in my house. And even the one that isn't still with me, <laughs> my oldest son. So being a mom is what I think about instead of being a child of a mom, right? Um, that's how I personally currently manage and with every other holiday I kind of go like okay well we're going to make our own traditions right we're going to have our own um you know like family things that we do that some of them might be similar to what we did before the no contact and some of them are different and it's just our own thing but this is where you get when you become relatively healed and when it comes to my mother I'm pretty healed I mean I still have a few issues here and there but <laughs> how about but, you Lisa? yeah you get to where you are um doing things your way yes without the feeling of that 
overwhelming guilt burden obligation yes that is her way yes yeah yes. when you're exactly. you, that's one way you know you're pretty healed <laughs> is when you have those moments and you're like oh yeah i, I just had a good day yeah yeah uh-huh exactly and i think when it's your mother it's it's even more difficult than anyone else almost uh, on certain levels right your spouse is obviously more difficult in other ways but but it's hard for a lot of survivors to even recognize their mother as a narcissist right, right? Mm -hmm. yeah because there are so many different types there are those like my mother on paper looks amazing right she's got all the good things but but behind closed doors is a different thing and to be fair, she was young when she had me and she's maybe different now. I'm not sure if there's no contact. She really messed up. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. She was old right. enough by the time she did all that stuff to you to know better. So I'm sure of that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or, she, you know, yeah. Well, anyway. The last uh, stuff, I mean, not all the yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fair. Yeah. Very fair. Because I was like in my late 20s or early 30s. So yeah, when she did. Anyway, I think early 30s. Yeah, yeah. Early 30s mid-30s I don't know doesn't matter moving on <laughs> um I was 35 when I started to understand fully mm -hmm. that. so okay um I think another thing that we can think about is when you how do we cope when we go through the pain of we go no contact with a mother or we even even if we're still in contact but we know she's toxic mm -hmm. on Mother's Day so you know, do, do you need to give her a card if you're no contact? Oh, you yes. uh -huh. Right. Yeah. No. Um, do you need to give her a card if, you know, you're going to see her that day, maybe, you know, I mean, but least talk to me about, tell me your thoughts. I don't want to just well, talk. I feel like this is another place where we have to get to our own place of healing because th there shouldn't be an obligation mm -hmm. to make nice for an abusive person. Yeah. That, That's right. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, and if you're feeling like there's this obligation to do something for the person who caused you the most harm and, and you've been healing from your whole life and that you have entered into toxic relationships because of the conditioning that they gave you, you know, then it's worth looking at that and resisting. Well, you can do whatever you want, but personally, I would resist the urge to go there and to give yeah. the card and I would just suffer the guilt I feel for the moment and realize it's for the better, it's for the better. And recognize that the guilt that you're feeling is not really your own feelings, oh right? It's, right. It's, it's, yeah, because they need, you could, okay, it's like when you're little and you go, here's a flower, mommy, here's a yeah. card. And they go, why didn't you buy flowers? You're right. not supposed to go pick a dandelion. That's not, that's not what you do. You give me a weed, you know? And, yes. and so there's nothing you did that was ever good enough anyway. And right. So that guilt was just planted in you. That's right. And That's exactly right. When we feel the need to please toxic people, mm -hmm. we're just playing into the same cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, as a little pause moment, so my son bought me a beautiful candle thing for Mother's Day. My other son brought me my favorite food, which was Indian food. I love Indian food, but mm -hmm. I can't get it locally. But this is the best one. And don't tell the other the boys I said this, but this one right here. Oh, I don't know if you can see it. You see it? <laughs> daughter made it and it's so perfect oh my right gosh. and and I love it. This, right and this kid taught her and you see it the queen bee she i see the stuff. queen yes i love it so much and she taught herself how to do this so that's i think that's really so cool. great that's yes. so great anyway, i wanted to share see? <laughs> yeah so but they're that, all perfect yeah they all did they all did the most unique thing for you that came from them and that's awesome absolutely 
And honestly, just the fact that I got to see all three of them that day was enough for me. I know. What's that? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, granted, two of them live with me, but still. <laughs> um, yeah. My Anyway, so I think what it comes down to is that what you're saying is, is spot on. I remember one time writing my mother a song when I, I must have been about fourth or fifth grade. And it was, um, I had been playing the clarinet. I played the clarinet first. And, uh, and my, I wrote a song for my mother. And of course, I couldn't sing the lyrics at the same time, but she was not pleased <laughs> at all. Wasn't enough. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that never being enough creates the guilt that we then feel later as adults. Um, it's not logical. It's just an emotional flashback really to the childhood that we had. So, um, so yeah, that's, I think the way to handle these things is to every year decide what you're going to do step yeah. further away from the guilt, knowing yeah. that it is not your guilt. It's not, we don't, just because society says this is a day you're meant to honor mothers doesn't mean you're meant to honor people who were so toxic to you. You've spent 20 years in therapy healing. from. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. And you don't, it's hard to not feel obligated. Wait, before we do this, wait, I, I have a, a super chat. I need to address really quick. before mm -hmm. it goes away. Avita, thank you so much for the super chat. Avita says former golden child turned truth teller here. My mom threatened my life. A mother would never do that. Mm -mm. My mother is not a mom. It's how I cope. Okay, fair. That is perfect. Yeah. Actually, that, I mean, what she did isn't perfect, but that's how I look at it. You've thrown away your mom card yeah. when you are that toxic to someone yes. and, and harmful. Absolutely. Because you're I, right. A mom wouldn't do that. And hopefully no. you're mothering yourself because, yeah. That really helps a lot. It changed my whole world. It did. Mothering myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a good mom, it turns out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, but I think I should be a little stricter on myself, but we'll talk about that another day. That's, you know, sometimes we have to be a little passive. Yeah. <laughs> you know. but, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, I agree with you. Um, I think that's funny. Um, okay. So what were you saying? I didn't mean to interrupt. We were talking about um, the, whether or not you should feel obligated to your mom. Okay. I was, okay. Uh, I wanted to add something if that's okay. With mm, you. Yeah, do it. Okay. okay. So I think, you're a hundred percent right. I don't think we owe them. The fact is no one owes them. My children don't owe me a damn thing. No, okay. nobody owes anybody anything. Right. 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 And so of course I've, you know, I would like it if they take care of me when I'm old, but if they don't, that's on me. That's not on them. Right. Okay. With that being said, that's one of the reasons I'm nice to them sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being silly. No, the truth is, go ahead, Liz. No, go ahead. Okay. The truth is that I think what it comes down to is you don't owe your mother anything when when you're 18 and you're done and you still don't owe anything before that but legally you're stuck until that point right mm -hmm. unless you aren't um but so i think bottom line is what what i think is that you have to take this is the fear obligation and guilt right they love to guilt you they love to scare my mother had the fear of god in me forever believe me well, i was 35. Uh, i love you love to they love to guilt us make us afraid and and then the obligation i'm your mother i give birth to you blah 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 right okay so we don't know them you don't owe them that and it's hard for us to remember it's hard for us to really like you can hear me say that all day long but it means nothing unless you can understand deeply emotionally right mm -hmm. and that takes work at least you yes. you yeah it's for me it took years but 
but but to be fair, the initial the obligation wore off the very instant I fully understood what who she was in well, a specific yeah. moment. Yes, and I think that that I, I tell people this all the time: the foundation of healing is learning boundaries. Yes. If you can learn boundaries, then the guilt you feel you realize doesn't. If it doesn't um, work with your boundary, there's something off. Right. And of course, you're going to set a boundary once in a while that you have to set that makes you feel like, ugh, that's yep. normal. Yep. But when you're dealing with toxic people and you're setting a boundary, the reason you feel uncomfortable is because they don't like boundaries. They don't let you place boundaries. They don't let you be an individual. Right. They wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to give to them from like, just like, oh, I want to buy Angie a present you know, and send it to her just because you want to, because it's all obligation. And then in fact, they set it up to be obligation. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like on purpose. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they fully understand what they're doing. To be fair. No, no, I, probably not. Because if they thought, oh, you're obliged. Right. Oh, I don't want it. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I did an article on queenbeam.com recently with uh, our three psychologists, um, what are they called? Affiliates and, and partners. Um, and each one of them, <laughs> the question was, can a narcissist be a good parent? Mm. And each one of them said basically the same thing that I thought in different words, which was that, you know, yeah, sure. Well, theirs was a little different. Okay. They had different things, but mine was this. <laughs> you guys can read theirs if you want. Mine was this. It was only in my opinion, if the narcissist is competing with other people to see who can be the best mom and they're watched 24 seven. Mm-hmm. I really think that because if the reason I, I think that most of them are as abusive as they are is because they're doing most of the abuse behind closed doors. Yeah. Outside of closed doors, there's a lot of dog whistling between mother and child, right? Mm -hmm. Where she gives you a certain look and you know you're screwed when you get home mm -hmm. or she says certain words to you. Do we need to take a trip to the restroom was my mother's thing because in the uh -huh. restroom she would be the grab -out. Okay. Well, I never took a trip to the restroom because I would shut up and do what I was supposed to do in public most of the time until I was older. But um, yeah. So I guess the point is if they were watched 24 seven by people who were watching also the child and the whole interaction, maybe they'd be great parents. Maybe, maybe, but they still don't do it for the purpose of being great parents. They don't do it to benefit you as a child. They do it because if they were doing that, then they would want to beat someone else at being the best mom in the world. Right. But I mean, without the ability to have anything beyond cognitive empathy, without deep, empathy for right. your children of all people who would right. you have empathy for? I mean like literally if that's the only person you can have empathy for let it be your child right, right. right. and no it's mm -hmm. if they can't have that how can you parent that's the thing you really a narcissist cannot I I have not seen them effectively parent uh no. one of the one of the psychologists said that if they had a good co-parent they might be able to. Oh, no, because then you have an enabler that is um, keeping everything status right. quo and then the children grow up thinking nothing's wrong and they don't right. understand where all this toxic patterning came from in their heads. Right. And, and so I think. Not to negate them, but. Yeah. They, but it would have to be a really like interesting dynamic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you would have to have a self-actualized person married to a narcissist, right? first right. of all. And, and I don't mean, I don't mean to say that you're not self-actualized, but you're a whole person too. If you are married to a narcissist, but when you're married to a narcissist, you cannot, it doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter how intelligent you are. They will beat you down eventually. 
They will. That's their whole goal is to make you, you know, kind of get you into submission. Would you agree? The yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. And if the person is doing their best to be, I mean, you know, non-narcissistic parent with a narcissistic parent, right. somebody doing their best to not only parent, but mm -hmm. to either cover up, make excuses for, or soften what's happening on the narcissist side. It just coping it's hard on everyone yeah yeah, yeah and, and it's, it's, what still, we do. it's what we do for a lot of years thinking it's better for the kids yeah and it's not it's not better um the thing is if, if they had the understanding of life the way that we do at this point they would tell you you know i would rather have very little and and live in a tiny apartment or something mm -hmm. than live in this mansion with this person who's abusing me every day mm -hmm. you know most kids not all kids i guess but that's what I understand to be true. Okay. In number of ways, not just made up. Okay. Um, anyway, but at, regardless of whether or not, we don't need to keep talking about that. Let's move on. Okay. Um, while we're here, I just want to say this really quickly. If you have topics or themes or ideas that you want us to just to discuss um, in these streams, please let our mod squad know and they'll add it to our list. Okay. All right. Um, do you want to jump in the chat, Lise? Sure. Yeah. Let me see if I can find anything. <laughs> All right. I'll start us out while you're looking. All right. Um, Stephanie Kerr says her mom is the biggest snark mom. No contact since 1988. Good for you. But, and maybe Stephanie is, is someone that we can all look at and say, okay, she's made it. And I've, I've been since, I want to say, like I said, 2012, 2013-ish. I'd have to look for the exact date because I've forgotten at this point, which is another sign I'm <laughs> I'm doing fine. Um, actually, the only thing I'm still angry about is parental alienation, which I only recently realized I had the right to be angry about. Mm. We'll talk about that another day, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So well, that's another thing a narcissistic mother will do. That's right. That's mm. right. Espe especially if the other parent is a decent parent. And, you know, back in the 70s when I was born, <laughs> I know I'm old, um, <laughs> I, you know, it was just, <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it, well, we're, we're, okay. I'm anyway. older. Are you how much? I'm older. I'm 51. Oh, ooh. would you be a, okay, we'll talk about that another day. You would have been a senior when I was a freshman, I think. Did you graduate in 90? 88. Ooh, look at her. Okay, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> I'm not good at math. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean, on the fly, sometimes I am. I don't know. Okay. So Celeste says, congratulations, Stephanie, and I hope you're doing really well, by the way. Celeste says, my narcissist mother died, oh gosh, died not speaking to me and demonizing me to others. How do I reconcile such treatment and behavior? Okay, talk about it. She did the most narcissistic things she could do by not, you know, at least trying to, at least leaving you alone. If not that was what I was thinking, at least a note. Yeah. Right, yeah. something, right. Um, I'll, I'll tell you really quickly, my, my husband, he was born in a, he was abandoned by his birth mother in a phone booth. And she never told any of her other children or family members that he missed it. Right. So, um, so that was ugly and there, it took me a long time to find them. Some of you know the story. If you've been around a while, I, I made a video about it when it happened. Anyway, the point is I'm a little angry at that woman, but I think it's a similar deal except for she actually physically abandoned him. But I feel like we did it. We had an article done in this, the place, you know, on the front page of the big newspaper in the town when we were looking. Right. And he was pictured there and she could have looked at him and known that was her child. I promise you because the other children look the same. Right. Or similar. And, and she knew, I'm sure she saw the paper or somebody that she knows saw the paper and told her about it. She never told anybody. 
So, <coughs> excuse me, the way that we reconciled it, Lise, can you speak on this for a minute? One second. I got a little answer. Tell the story. <laughs> so I'm going to go to the next thing I'm reading here just because I don't know the story and she'll come back to it. Um, and I may start coughing to have a cold. So <laughs> we'll get through today. Um, Uh-oh. I had one and it disappeared. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm back. <laughs> Sorry. You can look at Where'd it go? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. So in our case, it was a little different because obviously he didn't choose to not speak to her, um, but it's very hurtful. Mm -hmm. And so you have to recognize the limitations of the woman, right? Mm -hmm. She's only a human. Mm -hmm. And we learned the story of what happened to him. Now, when I tell you this woman was 28 years old when she abandoned a baby and had three other children, you know, I, I can't even, okay. But her situation, she had a toxic mother, as a matter of fact, a narcissistic mother who was very controlling. She was living with this woman, had no money, had already given away one of her children of the other boy and, and had just had a baby 18 months earlier that she wasn't supposed to be having. And so, you know, this, this whole dynamic was really messed up. And, and am I judging her for what she did? Yeah, a little bit, I am, I'm not gonna lie. But I don't want to, because I understand, and to be perfectly frank, in this case, he got a way better life than he would have had. Um, with that being said, Celeste, it's different when it's your mother who raised you, okay? Mm -hmm. So in his case, we were able to rationalize and, and sort of, and I still think if I'm being honest, that he has a, quite a bit of a wound <laughs> related to that, um, but he's who he is and he doesn't like, you know, anyway. Um, in your case, I would say that you have to first recognize her limitations. She obviously did something to you or she, you know, whatever she did to you, demonizing you to others, not speaking to you. I guess I would need a little more information about what happened to give you a full thorough answer, right? Yeah. But what you're looking at right now, I with just this information, I would say to remember that you are not, you were the child, she was the parent, right? And she should have recognized that and treated you in kind. However, I, I can't give you the full answer because I don't know, but I would say that start with logic. Remember, she was a human. Remember her basic qualities and what created, you know, what, what happened to her in childhood that created this narcissist, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't have to feel sorry for her, but you have to recognize that what she did was not your fault. She was your mother, not the other mm -hmm. way around, right? And even if she, even if it were the other way around, it doesn't mean you're evil, but we're going to leave it right there for now. I'm going to let Lise talk about this. Go ahead. What's yeah, I think that also remembering that narcissistic mothers in particular do not let you individuate. They don't let you become your own person at the age you're supposed to, which is the teenage years into your early adult years. They do not let you. And so part of us will always like, unless until we individuate on our own, usually mm -hmm. at around 50, <laughs> right? Or hopefully earlier. And so <laughs> the choice to do it and make the effort right. to do it and understand what it is. There's a hook back to all the horrible things she did. Yeah. And, and that we then need her recognition of it as the closure that makes it go away. When in fact, mm -hmm. all you need to do, well, not all you need to do, but one thing you can do is exactly what Angie said, which is recognize her as an individual separate from you you are and and that what she did is individually based on who she is not yes yeah. and um see that dividing line super important and mm -hmm. and start mothering yourself in the way that you needed that she did not give you so when you recognize something i wish she would have blah 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 see where you talk to yourself that way yeah. i wish you know i wish she didn't 
put me down all the time. Well, do you put yourself down? Stop doing it. Get a new parent up here in your head and, and tell yourself better words. And that is, to me, how we find the closure and the, um, the healing from this. That's one, yes. That's one piece. I, of it. I absolutely agree. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the, way that, the way that I see it um, the, is exactly what you explained, by the way. <laughs> um, but for me personally, I, I see it as a, uh, from the perspective of the adult child, as it were, exactly what we said is so important. First, separating yourself and recognizing that you are not an extension of your mother, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, the yeah. inner child thing, if you want to call it that or whatever, but reparent yourself, you know, and I've got several videos on that, but just one quick exercise you can do is you know, lay down somewhere calm, comfortable, whatever, sit, whatever you want, but eyes closed, visualizing the home and, that you live in at whatever age. I, I like to say age 10 on average, but it's whatever works best for you. And and imagine yourself walking, you know, up to the house mm -hmm. and walking into the house and walking down the hallway to, or wherever it is, it's your bedroom at that time. And you walk in and you see a little, little you on the bed, right? It's a version of yourself from that time. And you try to remember as much detail as you can. It helps to have a picture if you have one. I never have, <laughs> but it helps if you do. And, and to visualize that little girl or boy and who, or whatever you were. <laughs> and, and for me, it was you know, about walking into the room, sitting down next to her, asking her, what do you need? What do you need from me? Are you, you know, whatever. And then just listening to whatever she had to say, which was a little weird for me. But, <laughs> but that, then when you're finished, you know, you, you say, you know what, those people that tell her these things were telling you, you know, and that him or him, <laughs> put your arms around the child and then tell them, you know, I've got you. I will take care of you from here on out, you know, because you will, you're doing it. Look where you are. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You've been doing it. You got yeah. yourself here, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you be your own mommy or dad. Yep. In a kind way. Mm -hmm. in, in the kindest way. And, and the same, like if you have children now and you would, you're, you consider yourself a decent parent, <laughs> Um, you, you know, think of how you treat your children versus how your parent treated you. For me, that was a night and day situation. And then I realized that was really helpful for me to recognize that on a deeper level, what really happened. You know what I mean? Because I would never do some of the things that, right. Right. you know, right. so yeah. Any other thoughts on that, Lise? No, that was good. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We have a, I see. see one here that is oh. interesting. Um, and we, and I'm just going to do our time call. We have to. Yep, I just recognized you. She says, hello, I just joined in the live stream. I had a narcissistic adoptive mom. Mm. Explains a lot of my messed up childhood when I discovered what a narcissist is. And I think the reason I found that important is it's something we don't talk about often and something that is, uh, I mean, I have had personally several clients who've had that situation um, as another, another element of another layer to it when you have that situation yeah, there is an adoptive mother's mother they own more so than when it's their bio child because I think it, it's, it's this whole this whole feeling of um entitlement and ownership and you owe me for taking you in all I, I say, go ahead yeah. go ahead Oh, I'm sorry. I want to say one thing really quick. Not every adoptive mother. No, no. I said narcissistic. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Narcissistic adoptive mothers is what I'm talking about. Adoptive mothers. No. When you have a narcissist as one. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't mean to interrupt you, Lisa. No, 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 no. That's a good clarification. If okay. I'm just saying that, I have a cold, you guys. My brain's fuzzy. <laughs> so I, that's what I was referring to because yes. she's obviously referring to a narcissistic adoptive Of mom. course. And I, I may have misunderstood you. No, I no, want to no, add no. what. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, like it's obviously not all people. People right. do it out of all, yeah, out of goodness right. as well. I, exactly. And now here's the other side of that. Two things. Number one, sometimes mothers who couldn't have babies whether they're narcissistic or not, we'll look at an adopted child as less than somehow. But again, not all mothers, not no, all adoptions. No, but a but narcissistic it's, one is a, it's a different la layer of, um, yes. of, of stuff going on. Absolutely. And one other thing, the, the original wound of being abandoned or being given up at birth, a lot of nar uh, adopted children deal with that with or without a toxic parent. So I just want to yes, throw that out. Yes, they here. do. And then when you add a toxic parent on top of it, you have somebody taking that vulnerability and using it to their advantage to keep you in the place they want you in. Awful. It's yeah. awful. And then we could even get deeper, but we won't. I'll just say this attachment style and adoption can definitely affect and not at any fault of the parent or the child. No, no, no. When they were left. Yeah. Okay. Right. No, right. I just um, wanted to bring it up because I think with mother's day, that's a whole different, right. It's almost a whole different topic really. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Cause we should do a, Maybe we'll do a stream or a collab on that. I do want to address Ellen here. Um, Ellen C., one of our awesome members, by the way. Um, hi, Ellen. Uh, she says, thank you for always giving me and the world the tools to navigate this crazy life of mine. Yes, thank you. Um, I am grateful that you are here. Thank you. And thank you for the super chat. Uh, one other thing I want to say, I, I can, please, let's both do this. Let's put on our wall um, polls. We'll do polls on our community tab. Watch for those. Um, maybe we'll come up with, We'll, we'll talk about the next few topics and come up with a list and you guys can vote on topics. Does that sound good? Yeah, good. Okay. All right. So we okay, come up with a list and we'll put it on the polls. Yes. Okay, got what? it. Oh yeah, we'll figure it out. Oh, we'll, we'll look at what we have in our queue and then we'll, yeah. Okay, um, and if you have suggestions, give them to Jack and Simmerine and we will uh, make sure to add them to the poll as well, long as we can yeah. only <laughs> do a few at first. So, yeah. okay, we're out of here. We have, uh, other obligations at this in four minutes. So we're going to rush off, but we are so grateful that you are here. We will be here again next week at the same time. Lisa, when is your next live stream over on your um, channel? I am trying for tomorrow. I, like I said, I have a cold. It could go either way. I'm at that point of like, Ooh, I'm feeling. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I understand. So we'll, yeah. Hopefully. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So watch for Lisa's uh, text message. Simran can tell you how to get it get uh, on both of our text lists as well. Mm -hmm. um, make sure you're subscribed with your bell notification as a backup plan. And we will see you guys Tuesday. And least we'll see you sooner than that. I'll have a new video for you probably tomorrow. Have a lovely day. Thank you all for being here with us. And we, we're with you. We understand the whole narcissistic father thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. See you soon. Thanks, Lee. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks to all of our mod squad.